0: You're listening to World of Empowerment Radio, your station for practical spirituality in a changing world. And here are your hosts, Angail Rose and Ahanu.
1: Hi, I am Ahanu, and on behalf of Angail Rose, welcome to this episode of the Word of Empowerment podcast. In this session, we interview Mark Amaro Pinkham and we met Mark shortly after we arrived to live in Sedona, Arizona, and Mark took us on a tour of Sedona that is very different than anything we had ever expected or that we had ever heard before. And we'd like to share the contents of that interview with you now. We began by meeting at a place where there's a statue of Merlin. And that in itself was very significant for us. What a way to begin a marvellous tour of Sedona. It is a long interview, so we've purposely broken it into two parts. Part one, part two, so as to make it more easily digestible. So, Mark Amaru Pinkham, you are very welcome to the World of Empowerment podcast. We appreciate you inviting us into your home. And it's a pleasure to witness your work, not only on the outside in Sedona, but also here in your own home. And Angel Rose has firsthand experience also of meeting with Ama, who is very present here in your home. And uh, she had a wonderful experience all those years ago. And you regard Ama as one of the most important people on the planet right now, yeah? Yeah. Can you tell us why? Well,
0: as you know, during the tour, I took you around Sedona and I showed you the remains of Palatquapi, ancient Sedona, when it was built by the star people. And the star people were were the Pleiadians. And they came here virtually millions of years ago. And... uh, and one of them actually became king of this world, according to legend, it was known as Sunakamoda or Kartikeya some other Pleiades. And why did they come? Well, because we have a very special connection with the Pleiades. Mayan said that our sun is the eighth star of the Pleiades. And our sun, every 26,000 years, completely revolves around the innermost Pleiadian star of Alcyon. So we are essentially Pleiadians. And so the Platons come here to help us because we're their brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. And they've been doing so since the very beginning. And often they come in the form of avatars, like Sri Krishna or Buddha, Jesus, John the Baptist. They were all incarnations of Platon spirits. And now we're moving into what's known as the fifth world, according to Native American accounting. And that's a world of unification. Prophecy is that it's going to bring us all back together as one people.
1: And is Amma one of those avatars that you mentioned?
0: That is my belief and it's the belief of many people. When she took birth, she revealed her Pleiadian connection by being born with her birth star, which is the most important of all the features in Aveditcher. Her birth star was in Critica, which is the name of the Pleiades. And uh, so she is kind of following along in the same tradition of previous Pleiadian avatars by being born at the, either the end or the beginning of a new cycle of time. Mm. And so she's she's here now at the end of the fourth world and conceivably she'll be here at the beginning of the
1: fifth world which is due to begin any time now. So when you talk about these eons of time how how do you clear it in your own head to be able to keep your feet on the ground in the present moment? Do you know you're you're talking about vast best eons? Well, my feet normally aren't on
0: the ground. <laughs> right. I have, through the path of the dragon, which is what the Pleiadians brought here to evolve us so that we know our divine nature. I've been, I've been following that path for 40, 50 years now, and it's really expanded me. And so it's hard for me to actually know sometimes exactly where i'm at because i feel like i'm so many places at one time Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i'm very i feeling
1: very feel very expanded you Mm -hmm. know Mm -hmm. you Uh, mentioned in your books and we've we've read a couple of them at this point in time but you have nine books in total and we will put a link to them so that people can get hold of them but in some of those books you refer to the time when you were confused about your own beliefs about your own purpose. And I mean this is a, this is quite a common experience. But what did you do to try and arrive at some semblance of a, a divine purpose for yourself? Well, I was living up in Washington State at the time and
0: and this was at the early eighties. And we were all kind of barraged by all these new age beliefs. Yes Uh, about ascended masters and pyramids and crystals and all these different things. And I would, I got involved with a number of them, but I was, I was still very unclear if any of it was true. And yeah, and what exactly my purpose was. And so I, Talked to my friends and they all said, "Well, go to Sedona because it's a great vortex, and for sure you get some answers there."
1: Right. Yeah. yeah.
0: And so I came down here not knowing anything about the place. I went into one of these New Age shops and they took out a map and pointed to one of the four major vortexes here, Boynton Canyon. He says, "That's where you got to go." So next day I'm up nice and early. I hike into the Bornt Canyon. And I, and I see a ledge jutting out from the side of the canyon. I climb up there. I'm sitting down and I'm praying, praying, praying. And a voice inside of me says, look in front of you. And I look, open my eyes, and I see these gigantic pillars right across the canyon from me. They didn't look natural. It looked like a higher intelligence had created them.
1: And I started looking around, and everywhere I looked, I saw temples. It was just amazing. Mm. I think it had that same experience where she was when we first arrived here, she talked about everywhere being temples, and it's not. I don't think it's a common experience. I mean, most people see red rocks, you know, uh, whereas mm-hmm. you and Angie Rose were seeing. So, were you seeing like etherically Were you seeing with a third eye, or was it physically there what you saw? Well,
0: that, that was yes, yes. with my third eye. I, I didn't realize it at the yes, time and yes. when yes, I was because yes. when I was on the ledge they all look physical, the temples. Mm-hmm. But when I climbed down from the ledge and I, and I was walking t- towards one of them, by the time I get to it, half of it was gone. Mm-hmm. And when th- after this happened a few times, I realized I must have my third eye open, And I was seeing these temples the way they originally looked. Right. Later on, I learned that Sedona had been completely submerged in water at least a couple times in its history, mm-hmm. and that had eroded all these red rock temples to their present condition. So this is, so what I was seeing when I actually arrived at one of these temples was what you see today.
1: Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to say, on our way here, Angie Rose and I were talking about how brave you are to present your. Let's call it your take, and I don't want it to be sound disrespectful, but your, your take on what Sedona actually is, which is very different to anything that anybody else talks about. I mean, people well know that Sedona has vortexes, whether they understand what vortexes are or not, but they're aware of vortexes and they're aware that they may be electromagnetic or somehow spiritual in nature. But that's that's the level of their understanding. But you, you've you gone beyond all of that. You've gone past all of that. And you propose a theory about Sedona. Tell us about that. Well, people don't quite understand that Sedona,
0: well, the New Age community in Sedona, is relatively recent. And it wasn't until 1980 that we even called these energy centers. That's how we knew them before. That's what the natives called them. It was that until then that we call them started calling them vortexes. So my first time down here was 1987, which was not that was you know, it was five seven years after that. So it was actually it's, now it's happening pretty quickly that we're actually starting to really know what's here. But we really didn't know much of anything until even nineteen eighty. Mm. And so when I first came down here, I wasn't looking for temples. Right. I was looking yeah. for insight, I was looking mm. for wisdom, I mm. was looking for a direction like. But there they were. And sometime later, I was in Boynton Canyon, our director of this place that today I call the court of the king because the temples are in kind of a horseshoe shaped. And in the center is this gigantic throne. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow, this looks like the, the court of a king. Well, at about the same time that I had that experience, I'd been going back and forth to Peru. And I'd been in, been involved in some shamanic training where we took a drink of, made out of a cactus and expanded your consciousness. And about that time, I, I took some of that drink and I went into this zone, this dimension where I was surrounded by thousands of eyes. And I looked at the eyes and they were on peacock feathers and all the peacock feathers started joining all together. And then I was surrounded by thousands of peacocks. And I had no idea where I was, but I loved it every moment of it. Yeah. But when I got back here, I went back to that court of the king, and and it was covered with peacock feathers. And I says, okay, well that's it, that's it, that's right. that's the court. That's the this is the court of the peacock king. But then a week later, I came and and it was covered with skulls and bones. Well, that's a calling card of Masao, which is the Hopi's version of the king of the world. So he's the Peacock Angel is the version of the Yazidis. So I compared legends of Masao and the Peacock Angel, and they were identical. And then I went around the world, and I studied all the legends of all the ancient kings of the world, and they were, ide- and they were all identical. Uh, the only thing was different was the name and the form. Right, yes. And yes. so I it was finally I realized, okay, this is the universal core and throne of this universal king. Mm. And I realized at that point that it's time. This has been hidden for so long now, mm. and here we are moving into the fifth world. It's prophecy. Right. It's prophecy yeah. that the builders of Polycloppy of, of ancient Sinona are gonna be returning back the Pleiadians, but also the Pleiadian who became king of the world, his presence is gonna be known again throughout much of the world. Once mm. again, and so this is the very beginning of that process. So right. it's all yeah. it's
1: all very exciting. Yeah. Do you could you have found i'm sorry angel no, i'm ahead. excluding your. and i know you've got I'm lots of i'm listening just like i was the other i know day. you've got <laughs> lots of questions too but um do you could you have found the same thing like when in your spiritual search could you have found the same thing in the church of rome for example or in peru or any other sacred sites around the world well maybe um if
0: if the powers that be were directing me, perhaps I could have but I know the reason that I was directed here is because I've got some past life connections yeah, to this right. area and to this king whose throne and court is yeah. here. And I think that to find something like that you have to have special connections that go back, you know, many lifetimes. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. And when you when you mentioned about the kings, do you feel that you lived as a king in those times or in past times? Or is it just that you're recognizing it now that you're here in this lifetime? Yeah. Well, um,
0: when I first came down here in 1987, um, and I, so well, I'd been living up in Washington. So after I had the experience that I hit did down here, I was trying to come with it a, an answer as, why me? Why was I chosen? So I, w- I went back to the Washington State, and I was out in the woods, so, or at the rainforest, which was right in my backyard, basically. Walking out there one day and just saying to myself, well, what is this all about? Why me? Why, why am I being chosen for this? And... and uh, then this voice within me says, Okay, you know, here, you see that hill over there? I'm the top of that hill. So I climb up there, and then it says, Okay, now you're here. Now lie down. There's this bed of ferns. So I lie down, and within a couple of minutes, my crown chopper opened wide open. This has never happened before, never happened since. And all this white light started flooding into it. Mm. And as that happened, The dreamer awoke, right? (laughs) And this personality that I had this lifetime just disappeared. He was gone for the rest of the day. And I became this king of Lemuria. And I, I remembered that whole lifetime that there were many kings. At that time, Lemuria was divided up into many kingdoms. But the king of kings was just being Suna Kumara, whose throne and court is here in Sedona, right? right. And and then, um, so I knew that I I'd known him in that lifetime. And and then after that time, uh, throughout my life, he's he's almost like he's been trying to get my attention. You know, like I I get involved in in the Nice Templar on the Grand Prior of the Nice Templar. And and I and I do all this research about the historical beginnings of the Templars and it takes me all the way back to Sri Lanka, which is his court in Sri Lanka. Mm-hmm. And then we go to my wife and I we go to Mount Shasta and she sits down and immediately he comes through and she starts channeling. him, It's like she was just trying to get my attention. Right. Well it worked eventually, yeah. of course. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And so that, that's how I know yeah. that I, both, both things that I've known him before, but also I've been involved with his path, the, the left-hand path, the, the Gnostic, the chemical path, the path of the dragon for many, many lifetimes.
1: Mm-hmm. So there's that connection as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mentioned that when we were talking earlier, Angel Rose, about how, how brave you are you know, to venture to put this information out there do you ever find that there's any kickback? And the reason I'm asking is because a lot of times spiritual warriors, let's say for want of a better word, find huge resistance because people people have a resistance to change or to take on new ideas. Did you find a difficulty with expressing what you what you found? Well, I have found some
0: pushback. Yeah, which I expected. Right. But actually, the truth of the matter is, it's a lot less than what I did expect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Most of um, the people in Sedona, uh, even you know the progressive thinkers that had been even been here for a long time, they were completely open-minded and and easily just uh subscribe to these ideas it was like wow i I was actually quite amazed that they did because a lot of them yeah you you know know. sedona can be be the land of the ego and yeah every other person thinks they are this great teacher or master right right Right. yeah yeah so i figured there was going to be a lot of pushback people say this is that's a bunch of junk you know whoever heard of such crap you know yeah uh but i didn't i didn't get that and interesting for me, that was a good sign, saying, yeah. okay, keep going, yeah. keep going, keep that's... going. People are latching on to the ideas. But we also also, I want to mention that so many people had had similar experiences ah. too, and that's that's another reason that they latched on to my ideas because right. it, it, gave, it, it gave an understanding to what they had experienced. Gotcha. Yeah,
1: yeah. And when I asked about kickback, do you find any – Pushback from religious circles of any kind. Well, I haven't so much, and
0: I mean no more than usual. Yeah, yeah. The kind of book that books that I write are really on on the fringe, and and uh, those are the kind of books that fundamentalist religion tends to attack. You know, but right. right? but I never really either because they just didn't give them the time of day. They figure they aren't even worth you know. Yeah looking or reading it or you know maybe they they thought maybe there's maybe there is something there but either way I I, that because I didn't get so much resistance there I kept writing 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 Mm -hmm. and and eventually developed my own kind of following of people that really yeah did resonate
1: with those ideas well nine books is certainly a lot of research that you've done there's no doubt about it and uh, even the few that we've read ourselves it's it's quite a huge volume of information to take in isn't it Angel Rose? because you you talk about like almost like the origins of humankind the first seedings of the planets you talk about uh, various characters in the in the whole panto of of um, seeding the planets and you talk about belief systems and you talk about earth energy and ley lines and i mean it's a, it's a wide what you, what i found you doing was you were stitching together a lot of different research from different places that all make sense. Well actually um,
0: my my Mayan name and I don't remember how to say it Mayan, but it means world synthesizer.
1: Oh there you go. Right. Yeah well fitting. So that's always been my thing is to synthesize all the different yes. traditions yeah. together. Yeah, because that's clearly what you do in your books. Is so if you were to if you were I know it's an impossible question, but if you were to say in one or two sentences, like what, what what is that synthesis of all your research about Sedona, what you found? Like you mentioned in the beginning that about we're entering into the fifth world and the court of the kings here in Sedona. Like what does it all mean? And yeah. in terms of you finding your the spiritual seeking that you were doing, what does it all mean? Well, it means bringing it
0: all back together. I told you that Fifth World is a world of reunion. I think everything that I write about used to be one knowledge that is kind of dispersed around the planet. Right. And, for example, I teach about the seven rays of healing that was practiced in ancient Lemuria was also a Pleiadian teaching and how it divided and part of it went to India and and part of it went to China and one part went to Peru and now I'm bringing the pieces of it back together again. So this is how what I'm feeling uh, is, is bringing it all back together again, kind of, I guess in a sense, back to the old time, the Garden of Eden. And I have been able to locate what i believe were many of these ancient gardens of being where this information mm-hmm. was was taught and this is this is one of those so right, it's kind of yeah. bringing it way all the way back
1: to the beginnings yeah, to the garden of eden even yeah yeah right right and can somebody benefit from this knowledge without reading your books just by being here in sedona
0: oh absolutely how do I, they, I, how I, do I they be- get it like,
1: i will. Bel- well um
0: People have rightly said that this is a school. And, and we have a very transitory uh, culture here is because people come and they learn. And then when they've learned enough, then they're sent away from Sedona to go out and teach it in the world. But, they're, but I believe they're constantly getting things, even if whether they're even aware of it or not. For one thing, you, you can't be in Sedona for very long without getting some inner activations. Like Kundalini it. activation, chakra activation, activation of third eye, opening up to higher wisdom, higher knowledge. It, it happens, yeah. I think, to everybody that comes yeah. here. And so everyone's getting downloaded, whether they even know it or not. Right. And so when they leave here, they, they are leaving with a whole lot of information that people in the world are mm-hmm. waiting to hear. So whether they read my books or not, they are getting something and and they everybody has a very special experience it's like waiting for them here you know that, that, that's just right for them that's just going to kind of open up new channels of thought within them that, that one experience yes. you know? yeah. and so it, it could be um, some dynamic, Gnostic experience, some revelation, or it could actually be seeing things in the re- in the red rock, like, like mm. I do, mm. you know.
1: So, you know, where it could be both. So, if somebody if somebody comes to Sedona as a tourist, and I'm, it's evident that tourism is 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 bursting at the seams here in Sedona. I mean, there's all kinds of uh, jeep tours, and there's all kinds of activities that are going on that are not necessarily anything to do with the vortexes or anything to do with spirituality. But you 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 feel that they're still benefiting from yeah. being here. Well, what I, what, the way I see it is that
0: you'll have some people that are very, well, worldly, you know, they're not so spiritually inclined, and they'll come here because they love the beauty of the place, they love the Red Rocks. And so at night, you know, they've got their family and they're sitting around the table eating their bone steaks and drinking their beer and they're saying they're talking to each other saying you know i feel really good i don't know what it is i just feel really really good really peaceful
1: right yeah
0: and then they start of think well, well maybe we should come back here next year and you know what maybe we should try some of this other stuff kind of what we thought was really kind of weird stuff yeah. maybe we should try some of that maybe we could feel even more peace you know feel, right. feel even better yeah. and they do that and that's what happens, you know? So I think one way or another, Sedona finds a way of
1: reeling you in. Gotcha. You know? Yes. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. But well, certainly we've been blessed. We're, we're hardly here what we say in Ireland, the wet week. We're here just a few weeks and uh, we've been blessed to have that experience with you. Tell us about the tours that you do. We've benefited from ourselves, but tell us about what, what it is that you try to impart to people who take one of your tours. We hope you enjoyed that. Join us again next week for part two of the Sedona tour with Mark Amaro Pinkham.
0: You have been listening to Angela Rose and Ahanu on World of Empowerment Radio, your station for practical spirituality in a changing world.